Welcome back to the Coffee Break Bible Study Podcast, and we are glad to have you with us today. Hopefully everything has been going well. We know uh, this week we've been having uh, a lot of bad weather going on in the, in, the, in the nation with the hurricanes and everything like that, but we're glad that you are with us today and that we can study God's Word. And today we're going to be really looking at one passage and, and diving into it just in a little bit of more detail uh, and looking at the Ethiopian eunuch in Acts chapter 8. Uh, it's very interesting, this passage, and what takes place with him and, and, and the reaction that the Ethiopian eunuch has once he obeys the gospel. And thinking of that and reading over it and kind of mulling it over my mind, looking at it, and especially in verse 39 when we think of the Ethiopian eunuch, he went oh, on his way rejoicing. He, he almost had a, a zeal in his life. He had something uh, that was going on that he was passionate about, and yet when we think of that in our lives, how powerful the gospel is, not just as we spoke of many times of being the power of God unto salvation, but ultimately something that we can put into our lives that others can see, that others can recognize, and yet we can recognize it within this man's life, how he was rejoicing in everything and every aspect of it. Something changed from where he was to where he is now, and how often it is we forget that joy that we have, and we forget what God has done in our lives, and, and how many times do we lose that zeal? And that's what we wanted to discuss uh, a little bit today in, in this episode, is the joy that we have of being a Christian, and, and the excitement that's there. And just as a note as we kind of get started today, uh, coming up in the next couple of, of episodes and in, in the next couple of ones that we're going to be doing, usually on, thurs- on Thursdays what we're going to do is an episode where we're calling it the one question. Uh, we're, we're doing this series of, of classes at the, the Pigway Church of Christ where we are studying one question. You know, everybody has those questions that just seem to jump out at them, that, that seem to... Uh, control them. It's like, hey, what about this? What about that? And sometimes we, we don't ever get the answer to those questions. And hopefully what we can do with this is, is is to look at those questions and see what is happening. And we're going to try to broadcast those and put those out on Thursday. That way, uh, after we have the series, we, we, I can kind of, we can kind of recap on what has taken place in those studies. And our first one, like I said, why do bad things happen to good people? Why do bad things happen to good people? So look forward to that episode. Make sure to share that uh, to others. Uh, that's coming up uh, here on the podcast, and we're going to kind of recap that and go over it. Uh, we've been doing some very interesting studies uh, there in at Pickway Church of Christ. Where we just finished a study about traditions, uh, things that... that people have said in the past or done in the past and, and why and why were those things done or said and so that's kind of where this got this idea came from for this next series and and what a great lesson it is for us why do good bad things happen to good people or why do good things happen to bad people vice versa and so definitely be on the lookout for that for Thursday but getting back to our study today when we look at Acts chapter 8 and Acts chapter 8 is a, is a wonderful chapter. We see the persecution taking place. We see 
that even though all these bad things are happening, even though you know you have Saul who was was consenting to to Stephen's death there in verse one of Acts eight. Uh, and persecuting the church and, and going into their homes and pulling them out and searching them out and bringing them forth and is scattering the, the disciples of Christ uh, abroad wherever they went throughout the areas of Judea and Samaria as we see in, in verse 1 there the great persecution that took place and in verse 4 it says and they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word and here's Philip going down into Samaria and preaching Christ unto them. And we know what happens there with Simon the sorcerer, seeing that they lay hands on him, wanting that gift. But yet, if we start there with that mentality, especially of Philip, especially of those that were being scattered abroad, what drove them? What driving force must have been in their minds to go forth Wherever they went, where, even though they were being persecuted, even though they were being chased down uh, by this man named Saul, even though they were, were being hunted down in a sense, they continued to proclaim Christ. Wherever they went, proclaiming the word, preaching the word, heralding it to others that they came in contact with. What drove them? What driving force was behind their mentality to continue this, even though things were difficult, even though things were hard, even though things didn't go the way that they wanted it, they proclaimed the truth. They proclaimed it. They kept going. They, they never stopped. And some will say, well, they had a zeal. Some would say, well, uh, they, they, they knew what Christ had done for them. And, and often think of, of today, you know, how often it is, we lose our zeal. You know, we, we, we've seen it before where people would say, hey, uh, here, here's the opportunity. The door is, is open. The, the field is ready. Uh, go spread the seed. And yet people will say, well, no, I can't. There's no zeal there. There's no joy in proclaiming the gospel. There's no joy in proclaiming what Christ has done for us. There's no joy in what God has put for us, the, the the opportunities that he's put before us, the blessings he's given us, and how often it is we take those for granted and we forget what God has done and how sad that is. And yet when we look at this Ethiopian eunuch and, and look at Acts chapter 8 with me, if you have your Bibles open there and read along with me, Acts chapter 8, starting in verse 26, and we're going to read through the rest of this chapter and, and kind of look at it in detail of what happens to this uh, this Ethiopian uh, and and why he rejoices at the end of this and how he went on his way rejoicing. Uh, starting in verse 26, it says, And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise, go to the south unto the way that goeth from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a, and a eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasure, had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning, sitting in his chariot, reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said to Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him, and heard him read from the prophet Isaiah, and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, as the Ethiopian eunuch said, and he said, How can I, 
except some man should guide me. And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. And the place which he read was this. He was led as sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shearers, so opened he not his mouth. In his his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life was taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom the prophet this? Whom speaketh the prophet this? Of himself or of some other man? And at the same scripture, uh, then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went along their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What hindereth me? What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ, uh, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and that he commanded the chariot to stand still. And both he and the eight, both and they they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they had come up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. Now you think of that, I and mean, that's a long passage to read there and, and to kind of examine, and we know we kind of know what took place there, how this Ethiopian heard the gospel proclaimed, how he was on this road uh, going to Gaza, how Philip ran to him, proclaimed the gospel to him, began to preach Christ to him from there in that that spot that he was reading from Isaiah 53. Yet, something changed in this man. Something realized in this man he said look i i see what has taken place with christ i see what he's done in his life what here's water what hinders me what what why what's holding me back from being baptized what's holding me back from being washed in the blood of christ there was nothing he says if you believe it if you if you believe with all thine heart thou mayest and he makes that good confession of Christ being the Son of God. How powerful that is. How wonderful that is. And yet, he went on his way rejoicing. Very, very short end to that to that synopsis and to, to what has taken place here. He went on his way rejoicing. This man found something. There was something that Philip taught him, that he heard of Christ, of, of, of salvation, of how to obtain salvation, there was something that when he was baptized, he went away rejoicing. And yet, I think of today, how often it is when we put someone into that watery grave, when someone is baptized into Christ, do we rejoice that someone has obeyed the gospel do we encourage that person to rejoice do we encourage them to continue in the word to to continue to learn just as we see at this ethiopian eunuch he went on his way rejoicing he knew what had taken place he knew that he was saved and you could see the, the words that we read i can almost imagine this here's this man 
shouting from the rooftops that he'd been saved. What he has done. What Christ has done as he went on his way. What he must have done when he got back to, to Ethiopia and he was in under Queen Candace the Queen. And, and what he would tell people saying, look at what I, I've done. Look what Christ has done for me. Look at what, what is there. The excitement that was there. And how powerful that would be. Yet. What about today? When we think of, of our lives today, how often is it that we forget that joy? We forget that zeal. We forget that passion that Christ has given us. How wonderful it is when we obey the gospel, the feeling that we get to know that our sins are washed away, that we have obtained salvation through faith, that by that unmerited favor, that grace of God, that he has given it to us, that we have laid hold of that eternal life, that our sins are no more. We forget that zeal. We forget that joy, that feeling that our, it's all gone. That weight that's been lifted. And then we need to ask ourselves, has that weight been lifted? How often it is, do we hold on to it? Do we forget what God has done. And then the weight of sin comes back onto us and we start to think, well, maybe I didn't do it right. Maybe there is no joy there. And yet there should be. And you think of the, the fruit of the spirits, the fruit of the spirit, one of those is joy, having joy. And how powerful that is to know that Christ loved us enough to give us his only begotten Son, as we see in John chapter 3 and verse 16, to know that Christ went to that cross, that He came to this earth and walked among men, that the, the Word, as we see in First John 1, or in, in John 1, 1, the Word that was with God and was God in, in one fourteen, that walked among men, that became flesh, that died for our sins, so that we could be redeemed. Should we not be wanting to, to shout that from the, the mountaintops to proclaim it to everyone that we come in contact with to show them the joy that we have we should if we go to Romans chapter 10 and kind of keeping in that idea of, of having this zeal having this joy think of this for a moment here's a man as Paul writes uh, starting starting in verse 10 says uh, or chapter 10 verse uh, 13 of Romans it says for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved and how shall they call on him in whom they have not believed and how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard and how shall they hear without the without a preacher and how shall they preach except they be sent as it is written how beautiful are the feet of them that bring glad the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things that bring glad tidings of good things. The gospel is good news. It's wonderful news. It's powerful news. It's excellent news. It is so wonderful to know what God has done for us. And yet, as we see here, we have to proclaim it. We have to herald it. We have to show it, what God has done for us. And yet, how often it is we forget that. We turn away from it. We don't want anything to do with it. 
And yet we think of that as we go throughout the week. And, and again, let's show that rejoicing. Let's prove it. Let's, let's see it. Not just on Sunday morning. Not just on Sunday evening or Wednesday night when we're in the church building. Not when we're just around our family or our friends. But everywhere we go, can people see the joy that we have in Christ? Can people see the love that Christ had for us? And as we go throughout the week, let's, let's consider those things. Let's put those things into action. Let's go on our way rejoicing, just like that Ethiopian eunuch. And yet, again, thank you for joining today for this podcast and this episode. Hopefully it's been informational and, and encouraging and uplifting if you do have any questions, let us know. Reach out to us, uh, as always, and, and think that we know that God loves us, and, and we love you. We, we hope that you will continue to watch us and continue to join us. Uh, keep in mind, on Thursdays, we will be starting the one question, uh, starting with that question of why do bad things happen to good people, and then moving forward from there, from other questions that we will announce every uh, on Tuesday, and then look at those on Thursday. Uh, but looking forward to that, and hopefully uh, this has been fruitful. We're looking forward to the next series uh, on Thursdays and how that will go through. Uh, but keep that in mind. Uh, make sure to keep those that we know of uh, that that are affected by by the, the events that are going on, the hurricane, the, the fighting overseas. Uh, keep those in mind. And if you do have any prayer requests, let us know. Reach out to us. Uh, either send us a, a message on Facebook, on our Facebook page, or, or an email uh, at coffee break uh, on, at an email that in the description of the podcast uh, that way we can be praying for you and with you if you have any questions about the gospel let us know we'd definitely love to study with you and like we always say uh, God loves you we love you and we'll see you next time <music>